Dude, Mars, man. Mars? Yeah. I think... You're recording, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what president is going to send us to Mars? Um, I don't think the president will send us to Mars. Welcome to the <laughs> Talking Duo Welcome. Uh, election special. Christian, how you doing? So good. This is a special episode. It will be a short episode. It will be concise, yep. and we will just talk politics for this next half hour or so. Yeah, cool. So let's dive right in. And uh, the first topic of discussion uh, that I wanted to talk about. Can I just start by saying I don't know very much about politics? Sure. Like, I am not, like, up on stuff. Honestly, like, honestly I am politically, like, agnostic or something like mm-hmm. that, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Like, like I don't really, I, like, either way, no matter what happens, I just feel like everything will be fine. <laughs> like, no matter who is president, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Like crazy or not crazy or doesn't get anything done in office. Like my life seems that's probably people are going to be like, shame on you, man. But like, (laughs) I just really feel like I'll be, I'll just be fine. I'm going to vote still, but yeah, no, I, I, I totally feel, uh, pretty apathetic as well. I was really into politics in high school and then I just stopped caring. Mm. So I mean, I have values still. Right. So, like, anybody who's trying to, like, attach any value system whatsoever of mine, like, to politics, don't do that. I have, <laughs> I have values, um, but... They aren't... Yeah. Directly aligned Party-aligned or anything. Any, yeah. yeah. For real. Um, that's that. That's my little caveat for the discussion. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, then let's start with you just kind of saying your thoughts of... Uh, what has happened in the election cycle so far. Yeah. And I okay. think that will give us a good starting <laughs> yeah, point for yeah, diving for real. in here. Um, okay. So what do we have? We have, um, so a lot, I can basically speak to a lot of negativity mm-hmm. that has been like, it been like put forward, put in my face from the media. So we got, I'll save Trump for, for second, but like <laughs> Hillary, is, um, like just basically what I've, like the negative stuff I've heard. She's like, um, got a lot of technical political stuff high up, like Benghazi. I don't know a ton about, she's got like emails and stuff that like, she was kind of being weird in and they like got leaked or no, somebody, I don't know enough about the email thing. This is fascinating to me. Right. But she's just, she just like. Um, has been, she just like, apparently, apparently has just been kind of, uh, oh wow. Sorry about that pop there. She's apparently just been kind of, uh, like lot, like lied and kind of two faced and just she, kind, she of a, kind of, to not, not to put words in your mm-hmm. mouth, but she, it sounds like you're saying she kind of comes across as like the sleazy politician. Yeah. Class. I was just going to say, she's like classic politician. Just, yeah. Just uh, pulling strings here and there. Power plays, power moves. Yeah. Subterfuge like, under the scene, behind the exactly, scenes. Exactly, like lying if she has to because that's just politics, that kind of stuff. And yeah, that's scummy. That's something, that's like something kind of untrustworthy for a politician. Um, for I mean, a that's, human. 
Huh? Yeah, it's human. Untru- untrustworthy for a human. Oh, for a yeah. human. Oh, yeah, for a politician. <laughs> like, yeah, for a politician for, slash for a also <laughs> terrible qualities to have as a human being. Yeah, to, as yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a friend, I wouldn't want that. You know, exactly. <laughs> right. Like um, we're not going to be pals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you got Donald Trump, who like way more like every like a lot of his. I mean, there is some weird behind the scenes stuff, but he he's a lot more like. All of his sketchy, scummy stuff is, like, so in the open. Like, he's going to be, like, he's going to be making, like, kind of racist remarks. <laughs> and he's going to be, like, kind, just kind of, like, like an old, like, grandpa at uh, at the, like, at Thanksgiving who's just, like, speaking his mind. And, like, it's like, wow, grandpa, that was, yeah, like, that was pretty racist what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, I'm glad you're not leading the free world, grandpa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like... Um, so yeah, Trump's just kind of like, like, like a little, like a little bit of his, um, like just kind of general love for mankind, um, is wobbly and also his pride is through the roof. Like a lot of politicians have probably some pride issues, but he's just got like a ton of money just backing up his pride. And Mm -hmm. that's just kind of a gross, sickening place, you know, for, for a citizen to like, I don't know. Yeah. So that's kind of my, that's kind of, I just like a lot of negative stuff. Yeah. I can't really speak too much to the positives because it's all just going to be like balanced and stuff with all the other systems in place. Like, you know, all the accountability up there. Mm-hmm. Um, like as far as like what things will actually transpire when they try to make decisions in, in, uh, office. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's funny to hear like a noob. Speak about about politics a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. No, that's. I think that's good. I think that's fair. I think that's probably the way most people most people view it. Um, so, do you feel like you have a horse in the race at all? Like, are, do you care one way or another at um, all? Not. I don't know. No, not really. No, I. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of like, like Hillary is just less gross to me. Like she just Mm -hmm. grosses me out less. Yeah. Um, But like, I know, I know that there's a ton of real valid stuff that is sketchy about her also, you know? Yeah. So the way I I kind of like to think about um, politics, one of my favorite political, uh, I don't want to call him a spectator or a commenter. I don't want to call him a comment. I don't want to call him a commentator. I want to call him a spectator. Oh, yeah. Um, Is Dan Carlin. Oh, Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Of Hardcore History. history. Yeah. Uh, But he also does like a once every five weeks or so podcast on politics. Oh, cool. And uh, I think it was him who was describing, um, because he also falls in the very politically agnostic kind kind of wants to see the whole thing burn to the ground and be rebuilt from the, <laughs> yeah, the ashes. Maybe a new system or something uh, that I can be more passionate yeah. about. And so he kind of describes the whole the whole thing as a uh, like who would you you're, you're leaving for the night from a place and. Uh, both Hillary and Donald Trump uh, weren't weren't the designated drivers. Like, who do you throw your keys to? Like, like <laughs> that kind of gut instinct. Like, who do I trust? 
kind of wow. gut instinct. Interesting. And and uh, yeah, it does, it feels like you wouldn't feel very confident just tossing your keys to to either of them to like drive you home, right? Like interesting. Like yeah. like just that gut. Love like that. like do I trust this person with my car with my life? Just throw them the keys. Like mm-hmm. so. Well, uh, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I I love that analogy. Like, kind of like yeah, it breaks it, as down. A it breaks down because I'm thinking quick, like, but like both of them could probably you know get me home safe, you know? <laughs> right? But but just that that gut instinct of like, especially like making a Watching decision, my kids making a decision between two people. Right. Like, do you do you, like it? There is there massive hesitation before deciding to throw the keys at all. Like, mm-hmm. or, or is like I would rather drive drunk, <laughs> right? Or is or is there just like like an obvious like that's the person I'm throwing the keys to like oh, that, right. like as a decision making mechanism mm-hmm. or on a base level, who do I trust? Right. Hmm. Kind of, kind of situation. And so I think that's a, a interesting way to talk about politics is like this visceral gut level instinct. Hmm. Who do I trust? I don't really trust either of them <laughs> either yeah. to, to be frank, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I'm just thinking like about their their conduct, their like their discourse together. This has been like one of the most mudslingingest elections I've witnessed. I mean, I've only yeah. witnessed a few in my 23 years. At least that, that you were like old enough to care. Yeah, pay exactly. To, yeah, it's just like like <laughs> I want to hear some like <laughs> their their debates are just like like so. This person, like, Hillary is a witch. And then she's like, Trump is crazy and racist. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, okay, well, like, can we take this seriously, please? I want to know right. what you guys are going to do with the country. So, you know, like, this well, is and, not a school And yard. it's like one of those things where I would be so, I would so much prefer somebody to walk out and and just be like, I have never been president before. So it's going to be really hard, and I recognize that. I uh, have never led a country on the national stage, so I have a lot to learn about foreign policy. Um, you know, I have my beliefs, and I know that those beliefs don't necessarily completely align with everybody in the United States. So, you know, I want to, you know, find a happy, you know, not necessarily medium, but I want to seek to understand other people's values and and opinions mm-hmm. and and you know, I'm going to have to lean a lot on other people to be able to fulfill mm-hmm. my duties as president because, uh, you know, I am not a tax lawyer, so even though the, I'm supposed to present to you my tax law decisions. Mm-hmm. And like, I am not a, a expert on immigration. Like I'm a politician. Like yeah. I would love for them to just go out and com- be completely honest. Like, yeah. And transparent. Like, like yeah. Donald Trump's saying he's the master of everything. Like literally right, everything. Right. He's like, like no one no one loves women more than I do. Okay. <laughs> li- lie. Very lie. Ob- obviously a lie. Yeah, right. And blat like blatantly so. Or or when he said that he's the healthiest person to ever run for president. It's like you're a seventy year old man. You're not the healthiest person to ever run yeah, for president. That what? Oh, you're a seventy year old out of shape dude. Like yeah, that's yeah. just not you true. You obviously have some self esteem stuff with your hair and your face. Like obvious, he's orange. Yeah. So like, maybe like, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's stuff that we see. Yeah. I, I just I would love like, 
like, man, like I would love for just somebody to be completely honest, like, mm-hmm. like real, not, not pretend to be this like person that is going to solve all the problems mm-hmm. because that's just so disingenuous. None, right. nobody as the president is the person that's going to solve all the problems. Mm-hmm. They are going to be the one leading a team of cabinet members that they've appointed that they mm-hmm. trust in the various areas that the cabinet members mm-hmm. oversee whether it's housing and urban development or the military like oh yeah he's going to lean on he or she is going to lean on all of these cabinet members to provide them with information to make the decisions and and i would like for them to say not everybody is going to agree with the decisions i'm going to make but i'm going to make the decisions that i think are ultimately best like mm-hmm. like I'm willing to follow somebody as a leader who makes decisions that I disagree with mm-hmm. if they're honest about like, man, this was a really hard decision. I mm-hmm. can see the merits of both sides of this decision. Right. But I think ultimately this is the best decision. Right. Like, well, that's it's like, like humble. It's like, wow, like I really respect your decision making right. process. I really like, respect your humility in making right. the decision and, and you're recognizing the merits. That, that's, that, that's one thing I hate in political discourse is nobody recognizes the merits of, of each other's side. I remember, yeah, like, like the like, second debate when, when they, somebody said, like, what do you guys respect about? Name, name one thing you guys, like, respect about the other. I don't know if they ever answered that. <laughs> but like, Probably not. Do you remember that, though? Yeah. That was, like, a big question. Like, you guys have just been mean to each other. Say one thing that like is kind of cool about the other person. So it's like a parent trying to make their children make up. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, say you guys one have to thing wear nice the... about your sister. You guys have to wear one T-shirt for <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> I would pay money to see that. I know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I exactly though like like to say that pick any issue, mm-hmm. any issue like gun rights, right? Mm-hmm. Hot political issue. Mm-hmm. To say that you don't see the merits you can disagree with, but to say you don't understand the other side's opinion, like, okay, like, then we have nothing that we can work with. Right. Oh, yeah. How 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 can you be so siloed in your own mind to think that, that your thoughts are the only ones that are valid? Right. And that you can't see how the other person's side makes sense as well. Yeah, for real. Honestly... I feel like with that the humble approach that you were saying, like that you would really appreciate in a politician. Honestly, that you are the minority. Like when it comes to like uh, like appreciating that in a politician, like America is some, for some reason like so so attracted to like loud big pride presence. Like patriotism is just purely like pride, nationalism, pride, mm. and so whoever's gonna like have the loudest voice about just like. Like, people love Donald Trump because he's just, like, big and large. And they're like, I want somebody like that representing, like, my country that's big and large. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just, like, people with their pride and their, their like, fear and hate. Like, the louder a person is, the more they seem like valid protection from their, like, their close-held issues. Yeah, I think a lot of, for, for some reason, we just become more and more polarized. Like, yeah, like things are black and white us versus them, this like tribalism. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in politics that we're seeing that it's the same thing with, with sports, maybe is that what you're thinking? Uh, with, I, w- with sports, but like, just like general political unrest, unrest in the country mm. with like police shootings oh, and yeah. 
protests and it's it's civil all, unrest. Civil, yeah. civil unrest. Thank you. It's all it's all like us versus them tribalism mentalities mm-hmm. um, that our view is 100 percent correct and your view is 100 percent wrong. You are always in the wrong. Mm-hmm. You're completely in the wrong. I am in the right. And it's and, it's and there's nothing that you can say that would make me think otherwise. Right. And it's just like, ooh, let's let's be a little bit more flexible. Let's introduce some gray into this equation because neither of those are a hundred percent correct on name the topic. Like, 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 let's let's except for like love, but even but that's that's the that's a weird like because love won't be holding doesn't hold on to anything like right. super tightly and like vehemently, you know, like. And to, like to a scary extent, like any anything that is black and white is not love, and that's really like I feel like what it, what it like comes down to when there's fear, and it's only inflamed by a bullet. Mm-hmm. You know, like people just get very like f- like fearful, and then that is oftentimes expressed in the form of hate. Yeah, which so scary. Yeah, polarizing. And so I don't I don't really know what. Like what can actually be done to, like, simmer it, kind simmer of. it right. down, yeah. simmer the tensions down, um, because like people people voice. are just like digging trenches in front of themselves to say no, like like no, Moats like and stuff. like yeah. you stay over there, I stay over here, and yeah. we're going to fight to the death, like right. And it's like, like let's calm down, right. like we got things good, like yeah. Uh, am I allowed to say? On the, on the <laughs> oh, podcast, yeah. we got. Th- should I bleep it out? <laughs> no, I don't know. Is it-, it might be funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's let's be bleep, bleep it out. <laughs> and also this word. <laughs> okay, I need to figure out how to bleep out words. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so that because we definitely need to bleep that. One out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> your face, <laughs> like you're playing it in your mind, like this is going to be recorded. Like this is this is totally yeah. going to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. So it's just that's what we need. We need a good laugh. <laughs> yes, we all need to laugh. But but we we do. We've got it good, and let's let's focus on making it better. But let's not like fool ourselves into thinking things are awful. Mm-hmm. Because that, that oh, yeah. that's the mentality. Everybody on both sides of every issue thinks that it it's is currently off, awful. It, that thinks that it is currently awful, yeah. and the reason it is awful is because of the other people. Yeah, yeah. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's change the base that we're mm-hmm. starting from. Everything is good. Yeah, we need to ha- have thankfulness. Yeah, let's be thankful for how amazing things are today. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like if, if somebody were to ask you, like. What what time period would you rather be born in? Uh, none. This is definitely the best time yeah. to be born ever, no matter what your race, gender, mm-hmm. ethnicity, religious belief. Like, right now is True. way better than it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 5,000 years ago. Like, like, And it's only going to get better. And it's only going to get better. And it's going to get better regardless of who's president. Yes. Like, honestly, like, yeah. when it comes to, like, um, like, like... What are, like race relations and stuff like oppression is going to be better. It's still not where it should be, but it's like going to be like it's only it's only going to get better with time and mm-hmm. stuff. And like 
And, and it yeah. will only continue to get better once people stop thinking that it's like crazy bad now in a way mm-hmm. that it's never been before. And it's because of those people. Right. And they point the finger. Yeah. They'll like make America great again. Si- oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I know. That is my biggest, when, my when biggest frustration. Yeah. When well, was it greater than it is right now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's a false memory. It's a false mentality. I think we've brought it up probably half a dozen times on this podcast, but it's, it's the midnight in Paris effect. Great, great. Exactly. It, it, yeah. It's a belief that, oh, if, if only things were like they were before, they would be so much better. And then you go back to b- before, and nobody living in that time time period thinks that now's great because they think the past was better. And it's like, no, let's dispel this notion. Now is significantly better. And yeah. part of the reason now is better is because we are here now, and the future is there mm-hmm. and not set yet, right. and we can continue to make things better. Like Right. And the issue, like, with greatness, like, whenever it was, like, some, someone's great at one point was someone else's nightmare. So, like, someone's great, bef- at least in this broken yeah. world, someone else, someone's great was another person's nightmare. And it's becoming more and more, like, my great is another person's good, or someone else's right. great is, an, is my good. Right. The, ni- the nightmares of, like, life are slowly... Over yeah. hundreds of years, going away like yeah, like disease dropping way down, violent crime. No matter what, either pol- political candidate will tell you because they both talk about the rise of violent crime. <laughs> violent crime has been going down since like the eighties. Yes, <laughs> like it's Truth. ridiculous to bring up violent crime like on the rise, and somehow the president is going to solve that. <laughs> no. Right. None of that makes any sense. Right. Violent crime has been a steady graph down since the 80s. Like, mm-hmm. let's stop pretending that, let's stop using this false statistic mm-hmm. to defend why we need to either have guns or to get rid of guns or to do whatever. Right. Like, none of that is true. And you're using it as a platform yeah. to, to, like, Let's have a discussion on the the merits of the issues itself and what does and doesn't need to change mm-hmm. and why and why not like right but let's not just like use this fear-mongering idea that is just out there that isn't true to then right. support your your side like yeah and honestly like when it comes to um like voices being heard and like empowerment of certain peoples like like uh people of color and women like we we don't we i don't think that a political office is the place to be a voice for empowerment and mm. um and like support and and like you know uplifting and stuff that like a political office because of how polarizing it just inherently is it's not going to be a place where like anybody like somebody's not going to receive it well if somebody's being empowered by a political by a politician because there's too many other things that come with that party or whatever that cloud their, their mind. Nobody like, nobody wants to be, um, like, like if a politician, like, I don't know, like if somebody is saying we need a, like, like black lives matter. The reason that people like people are, have such a problem with black lives matter is because it makes them feel racist. Right. Like that. And exactly. it's like, you're not being called racist. It's politicized. Yeah. Yes. When it's, yeah, for real. So like when, like, I think the place that we need that most, the most like empowerment of like oppression and stuff needs to be, um, and, like empower, not empower me, empowering oppression, but like empowerment <laughs> of the oppressed, like needs to happen in big voices outside of politics. Mm-hmm. Um, like wise people, like 
Gandhi Gandhi wasn't a politician. He was just like some dude who was like people were like love what he has to say. Like we needing need, a movement. Yeah, we need like movements and stuff. And like that's the place that like like real productivity will take place. Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell in his podcast Revisionist History um did a podcast covering <clears throat> like um I think it was the Calhoun Hall. Um, side note, I'm distantly related to John C. Calhoun, um, the vice president, but, um, but he was very racist, but he, it was like, you know, early 1800s where everybody was very racist (laughs) and, but he was also like a fantastic statesman, like amazing orator. Um, and so like Princeton, I think was the, the school that has like Calhoun hall and there was like massive protests to rename, rename the hall because, because people like didn't like that it was named after mm-hmm. even though it was a vice president like th- they didn't like that he was racist mm-hmm. and in the entire podcast and revisionist history is just trying to point out how ineffective for enacting change the way that they went about it is hmm. it's like freshman students at princeton are saying you know after everything that i've literally verbatim after everything that I've given to this school, a freshman, after everything I've oh given to this school, um, you know, I, th- we deserve to have this change. And it's like, in immediately what that does is put the other side on the defensive. What'd you give to this school? You, oh, I, yeah, I've exactly. been donating to this school for 50 years since I graduated 50 years ago and I don't want this change. Why do you think you have the authority to have this change? Right. You know, it immediately creates... Right. This this divide of About us an versus issue. them, and and so it's like on both sides. Yeah. It's like even the people like that that are wanting to enact good change go about it in ways that instantly polarize people yeah. and put people on the defensive. And if you're seeking to put people on the defensive, like you are not in the right either. Even right. if the change that you want wow. to enact is good change, the way you go about it can completely undermine what you're trying to do and make you in the wrong as well. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yes. And, 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 and so it's just like, he talks about like imagining how different it would be if they approached it differently. Like <clears throat> just, just trying to approach things in a way of humility, of understanding, uh, other perspectives mm-hmm. and, 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 and honesty of, of being, uh, and being not like dead set sure in yourself in a, in a way that is just like closed off to closed off else. to other people's voices mm-hmm. because that is the same exact issues that have led to the other issues that you're trying to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can't approach it with the same closed off mindset yeah. and, and expect to have anything but clashing sides. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I feel like with the bipartisan system, that's really what, what is like, it, if there's anything that screams versus it's two mm-hmm. parties. Yep. Like it's us versus them. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's the number of things you need for an us versus them too. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like, like until I suppose there is, I don't know, a way more fair chance for like many parties to mm-hmm. have a shot or something like, well, it's and, probably going to be pretty in, in the problem is it, it full having a two party system which we don't have a two-party system. We have a, a party system that is dominated by two parties. Yeah. And, and 
both parties have a vested interest in making sure people think that that's the part that we have a two party system mm-hmm. into making you think, oh, this is the way that our system works. The two party system has nothing to do with American politics except for that. That's what it evolved into. Mm-hmm. And and so they have they have both. That's probably the thing they agree upon most is we want us to mutually stay in power with like us two as the only right. parties. Yeah. Because any other parties, they, they so they want you to think that you either fall into A or B, red mm-hmm. or blue. Like you fall into right. these two clean categories. When the reality is, basically nobody falls cleanly into those two bad right. categories. Like it, with business, when there's like, like right now it's looking really like Apple versus Google. You know what I mean? But like, like that just means that like they're the only two that can like. Like, what if both of them start, get, start like, making, like, really, I don't know, like, I feel like there's something kind of sketchy that happens when it's just, like, you're, you're on, you can only choose between two. I mean, like, right. when it comes to technology, we're pretty, like, sweet, you both have really awesome things, and you're just throwing them in our faces, and we love mm-hmm. awesome things. But, like, when, when uh, the, like, the competition kind of, like, gets narrowed down to two, it's just, like, now Apple and Google are just going to make the most money. And they're both just gonna like have the most power and the most control when really like there's not there's not even a tiny chance of somebody who has like really, really good ideas to like come in and bring a new phone to the table or something. Cause it's like, right. yeah, right. Yeah, right forever. That's not gonna ever have a chance. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and they're just like like trying to beat each other instead of like trying to rise to excellence objectively. Right. It, and I think like, in the political realm, like the distinction is like, I don't, I don't want another party to dethrone and replace one of the two existing parties. I want to see a system right. where, where there's a bunch of parties mm-hmm. yes, um, that, that have legitimate chances to win districts and, and house seats and, mm-hmm. and different stuff like that. Like, so I'll put a link in the description to CGP Gray's voting videos. Yes, yeah, I was thinking about that. But really, I think I think the best thing for the American voting system, better than eliminating the electoral college, which I think needs to happen, but we can discuss that mm. at another date, is is preferential voting, mm. so that you can have like you know eight candidates and and there's like the two most centrist candidates then there'd be like the normal democrat and republican can- candidates and then people that are way more conservative and way more liberal mm-hmm. on both sides yeah um and even and that's even like that's this is even on me that's that's a poor that's a really poor way because even then it makes you think that's a spectrum of two things with a center point right which is not it'd be more of like a scatter plot like people yes, people going up up you know, towards the top and uh down on the y axis mm-hmm. and then left and right on the other axis yeah. and like it would just be all over the place right instead of just like a straight line instead of a straight line because with because people yeah because that incorrectly weights very specific categories that right. those two parties care right. most about in, in plots it on the, on that one point right. when in reality it's, it's way more complex than that. But basically like if you had eight candidates, 
you would walk in and you'd write a one next to the one you want most, a two next to the two you mm. want second most, three next to the three one you want third most, and then you just work your way down the list and stop whenever you, you don't want to vote for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then you could vote for the candidate that you actually want to win, not vote against the one that you don't want to win. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's basically what happens in this election. Like, hardly anybody wants Trump to actually win. Um, and... Like the people that would, so many people that would normally vote Republican, like feel like they can't vote for anybody. They're like, well, mm-hmm. I really don't want Hillary to win, but I don't want to vote for Trump. And so they're stuck, mm-hmm. you know? And so some of them will vote for Trump just because they're like, ah, I feel stuck. I don't know what to do. Some of them will vote for Hillary for the first time in their life ever voting non-Republican. Right. And then some of them will like leave it blank or like vote Gary Johnson on a flyer, just knowing that it's not going to do anything. Like it just, it doesn't, the goal of representative government should be to provide options that you want to represent you. Mm -hmm. And this system does not do that. But if you just change the voting to preferential voting, you would allow people to, put their primary voting power with the person that they most want to represent them. Right. And then it, once that person loses, if it's like a more fringe candidate, even though they get to fully vote for that person, then their second preference would be distributed. Then their third preference would be distributed. Mm-hmm. I just think that that would be a much more fair way of portraying people's actual desires for elected candidates. Mm-hmm. You know, we would still have like five, six presidential candidates in the race now. Mm -hmm. And then all the people that wanted Bernie Sanders as their first candidate would be able to vote him as their first candidate. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he has the fewest votes, then those votes preferences can be distributed to the other candidates Mm -hmm. because somebody like somebody might want, um, Bernie Sanders, but then also align more with, with Jill Stein, like, like those are two more similar political ideologies. Um, and the, so they could then have their preferences dis- distributed like from Jill Stein to Bernie Sanders. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like you can vote more appropriately with what you ve- what your views are, what you agree with, what you want to see happen. And, and I feel like that would be like the most important thing to happen for, for, Mm-hmm. you know, representation in the United States, like voting reform. If, if a candidate ran purely on the platform of the only thing that I will do in four years is eliminate pennies and change the voting system. I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't care what else you, you think about yeah. anything. I will vote for you yeah, for the because, person. because those are the, in my opinion, the two <laughs> easiest like things of like, these should have happened so long ago. That's huge change. Yeah. These, these should have happened so long ago. They only make everything better. Mm-hmm. Like they only make things better. The only thing people, they don't make it better for are the Republican and Democrat parties. And you know, screw them. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I don't want to sacrifice the comp, the, the country so that a, pol- a, a private organization, like a political party can, can just be, you know, happy. Right. Like, I don't care about about a party. Like, I want to see the country get better representation across the board. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, I think I think that'd be good. Absolutely. Well, 
there there's our political episode yeah huh? Polit- politics um yeah we don't care a lot about them but the things we do care about include pennies and voting reform yeah um there's one thing that we didn't talk about and that is this picture do you want to go to the picture real quick oh yeah 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 and i just thought this was i saw this on reddit I thought it was a great picture for the world that we live in in 2016. The link is in the description. Scroll down to the description in your podcast player, click the link, and you will see what we're seeing. And uh, do you want to describe what this picture is? Yeah. Okay. So we have um, two sides. We have a bar splitting them. We have Hillary on one side against a wall, smiling and waving, smiling and waving. And on the other side, it's a ton of people. Um, all with camera phones and their backs to Hillary <laughs> taking selfies with her smiling and waving on the other side of this barrier. And do, what, so, a, what a world. Do you think this plays into, in the exact same way, an us versus them mentality? Like Yeah, the people el- versus like the, the politicians in a way. No, what I was going to say is like oh. elevating your own political views to such a level. Like there's like such celebration of like and and wanting to promote yourself like and and your views mm-hmm. like it's, it's it's like the Facebook effect in real life where where like everybody thinks that their own views are so important and everybody in the world needs to see what they're seeing and needs to to give them attention for their their views and experiences yeah. yes and, oh yeah and, and, it's and all these people participating it, it's the them. reverse it's the uh, it's the us side of the us versus them mentality mm-hmm. because the us versus them mentality isn't just about demonizing the them it is mm-hmm. about an unrealistic view of the us dang yep yeah this picture is wild you need to check it out everybody <laughs>